right, so at this time, what I want to do is just turn to the scripture. And we are in part three of a series um, about God, a series called Who is God? And in the past couple of weeks, we've looked at the fact that God is a creator and God is a provider. Today, we're also going to look at the fact that God is our protector. Now, the reason that we're doing that is that we have been uh, going through the Freedom Book in our small groups, which asks some really helpful questions. And a part of that is, am I relating to God more out of duty or more out of delight? And I was uh, reading uh, this past week um, in Psalm 37 and and, and posting about it. Uh, Psalm 37 verses 3 through 7, we see um, helpful instruction to trust God, to take delight in the Lord. And what's interesting to me is that I don't see anywhere in the scripture where God asks us to trust him out of blind faith. No, instead, all the way back to creation and through scripture, God has been constantly proving himself to people, constantly putting out their ways in which we can, through a personal relationship, build trust in our relationship with God. But that doesn't happen just by being a spectator. It doesn't happen um, just by observing or hearing other people talk about their relationship with God. It it happens when we personally take, take some responsibility and spend time to learn more about God and think about it. Ask hard questions. Pursue the answers to those questions. That's one of the ways we build trust in God. And I think we need to be honest about um, these questions. How can I trust God? Is God trustworthy? And what can I spend? What can I expect from God? And um, the way that we find answers to those questions is spending time and energy getting to know God, uh, reading the scripture, reading other relevant books, hearing stories from other people and what their experiences have been. And so this sermon series on who is God is uh, one way in which we are trying to together build up our trust in God, come to a place of stronger faith. So, God is our protector. Well, Pastor Ben, that this is a really odd time to bring up that story. And I know in the middle of everything we're facing, you might be experiencing a wide variety of, of emotions. My family and I, um, out of the, the backside of our house uh, to you know, in the alley, we saw um, a dad with a couple of little boys um, kicking a soccer ball around, um, and a kid, and they're I mean just little little guys. And uh, occasionally, uh, one of the boys would grab the soccer ball with his hands, and the dad would go, no, 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 and, and come over and, and have a bottle of hand, hand sanitizer and put hand sanitizer on the boy's hands, obviously, you know, out of concern for cleanliness with all the virus concerns going on. And, and it was kind of uh, funny to us that we also saw pretty quickly uh, one of the boys kick over the, the bottle of hand sanitizer. <laughs> I think that right now we probably have a wide variety of emotions, uh, some of them about things that are serious, some of them about things that are um, kind of silly. Um, and I, sometimes I think we can have kind of a, a little bit of a disdain for the protection of God. And, you know, we've got to be honest that we don't always see the protection of God. And so I, I want to talk about that um, a little bit today. Uh, I'd like to turn our attention first to the words of Jesus. Uh, John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30 says this, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me for my father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the father's hands. The father and I are one. 
Jesus is talking about the protection that followers of him have. When we have a relationship with God through Jesus, there is a protection at work. God is our protector. That's a part of what's being talked about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Well, they, they pulled this even from the faith that was seen in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Don't be afraid, God says, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. They heard the voice of God speak to them, make promises to them. We, we see this in Deuteronomy chapter 31, and verse 6. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not panic before them, the enemies in the land that God was sending them toward. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Sometimes we've been failed or abandoned by people and we are concerned, we are afraid that God is going to do the same thing. One of the people that experienced this principle, I think, the most in Scripture, who saw God as a protector the most, is David. David uh, was a threat. There were people that tried to kill David on a number of occasions, uh, not the least of which was early in David's life, King Saul. King Saul, who had brought David into his employment as a musician uh, to help him, King Saul tried to kill David. And throughout his life, there were other people that tried to kill David. And David wrote a number of songs, a number of prayers about the protection of God. But I think that this is talking about his personal protection of, of his life, his a physical protection, a spiritual of protection, uh, but also protection against anything uh, that would attack him, that would overwhelm him. And that, that included fear and anxiety. Um, that would include any force, any circumstance that he was worried about. David learned to say, God's got this. God is my refuge. God is my fortress. So I want to just look at a few passages of Scripture that are related to that. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will rest in the house of the Lord forever. One of my favorites, Psalm 91. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. He will rescue you from every trap, protect you from every deadly disease, from deadly disease. 
He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. His promises are your armor and your protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evil spirits will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Psalm 121 I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth, meaning everything spiritual and everything natural. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. God's not asleep today. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you safe from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. These three passages, Psalm 23, Psalm 91, Psalm 121, I think are prayer songs available to us that help prove this idea that David looked at God as a protector and that it was both because he reflected on circumstances that had happened where his life had been preserved, but also, second, that his relationship with God was where he found real safety, real protection, real spiritual strength. He drew spiritual strength from his relationship with God. And I think that's a part of what he means when he writes about God as being his refuge, his shelter, his fortress, his help in time of need. Now, we've got a ton of examples of this that I'm going to put up. Um, cityharborchurch.com slash messages on the notes because there's so many scriptures here, and I think they're timely, they're good for us to be um, aware of at this time. But I'll just refer to just a couple more. Well, a few more. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 2. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and mountains crumble into the sea. He also writes in 2 Samuel chapter 22, verses 3 through 4. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me and my place of safety. He is my refuge, my savior, the one who saves me from violence. I called on the Lord who was worthy of praise and he saved me from my enemies. 
Now, I know you may have had experiences in your life where you feel like God didn't protect you. You know, I've I've broken both arms twice. I've, I've injured my knee that required surgery. I've had concussions. You know, I can look back on those times. And, and maybe we look at this virus in that way as well. Where is God now? And I, certainly that's a, a big question um, that I think bears discussion beyond even just, you know, this post and this message. One thing that I think is important for us to remember is that God, our creator, has power beyond all that we see, all the challenges we face. And God has wisdom and God does allow us to spend some time in this broken world before Jesus returns. Where the result of sin is disease and sickness and illness. And there are times where God chooses to heal and there are times when God chooses not to. There are times when God protects us from harm. Maybe you've had, I've had occasions where I know God must have preserved me. There must have been an angel protecting me from death. But then there's times where it doesn't happen. And just one of the many thoughts on that subject, Romans chapter 8, verse 28, for when something happens where we don't see God's protection, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So even if heaven is my home in the future, there is something good for me, no matter what happens in this life. And I think that's a part of what David was talking about. Psalm 138, verses 7 through 8. Though I am surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. You reach out your hand. The power of your right hand saves me. The Lord will work out his plans for my life. For you are, for your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. There is protection that is available to us from God. So, lots of scripture, more in the notes that I'm going to make available to you. But what do we learn from this? Well, one... God provides protection. It's that simple. It's that simple. I think that it's possible that we won't know um, until we get to heaven all of the different times in our life where God has protected us. But I also think that there are times where God has protected us not only from maybe accidental injury or illness, but also from injury. Um, Maybe, you know, I got laid off on Christmas Eve once, um, But the next job that opened up as a result, I wouldn't have been looking for if I was still at the other job. And the next job was a lot better. Sometimes God protection comes in ways that we don't really expect, in ways that we don't totally understand. Sometimes God protection also comes in terms of wisdom. And I'm going to put more on that in the notes. But I want us to consider the reality that Protection comes from God. God is our protector. He's our creator, he's our provider, and he's our protector. Salvation, new spiritual life, wisdom from God. These are things that can help us follow Jesus. And in following Jesus, in recognizing the voice of Jesus, and in following his direction, we will be protected from heartache, from the consequences of sin. Not only just being punished from things that we've done in our past, and certainly that is of great value, but also 
we can be protected by following Jesus from making decisions that would cause further heartache and damage to us personally, but also to the other people in our lives and to others that we might hurt if we were not following Jesus. There's a lot of ways in which God protects us. So what do we learn? First, God protects us. And second, personal relationship with God increases strength. That's a protection to us. When we are stronger spiritually, and then we go through difficulty, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will not fear evil because the Lord is our great shepherd, because we have comfort that God's got this. We're following him. We are with him. And when God has got this in his hands, we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be worried. We don't need to be overcome with fear as a controlling influence in our life. But no, we're going to have power. We're going to have love. We're going to have the ability to control our thoughts. Those are the things that God gives us. And like we heard earlier from Philippians 4, when we choose to make a gratitude list and to thank God for all the good that he already has done and then bring all of our cares and concerns to him, bring them to him, ask him about it, lament what is wrong and ask him to change what is wrong. When we do that, that's where we have an exchange. That's where in our relationship with God, we come to a place of peace. That's where we come to realize that God has been protecting us. So from this we learn first that God provides protection and second, personal relationship with God increases strength. Now, four quick points on what we should do about this. Well, first, I'm recommending that we meditate on this truth. I think a lot of Christians out of some uh, paranoia have avoided the practice of meditation. Ancient Christians um, and ancient believers of God, even in the Old Testament, we find meditation. Um, and there's a lot to this. I don't spend too much time on it uh, here in this place. But let me explain what I'm talking about. It's, it's time for us to think through this truth. What does it mean that God is our protector? So first, meditate on the truth. Second, thank God for this truth. Spend time to then thank God that if he's your protector. Third, take refuge in God. Pursue God. We see in all the scriptures conversation about they made a decision to make God their protection. Pursue God as your protection. And then number four, encourage others to do these same things. Let's pray. God, we need your help today. We're asking for your help. We thank you that you are our protector we thank you for this truth. Help us to respond in the ways that you want us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you for watching this. Grace and peace to you. Have a great week.